0: Fire, how are you feeling about the the end of the school year, man? What are you thinking? Do you have any big plans to to celebrate or, or rock out, party hard to honor our achievements this year?
1: No. <laughs> um. Well, I have a I have a big actually, yeah, I have a big project here at home. I'm working on. I'm working on a at home golf simulator.
0: Whoa.
1: Yeah. So like a big golf, like a big hitting cage, kind of like a, almost like a. Almost like a batting cage ish. Okay, but it's for golf. And then I am purchasing a piece of equipment. It's called a golf a launch monitor, and it detects the ball's flight. And then you get an app, and it shows the flight of the like what the ball's flight would have looked like. And I'm just hitting into a a net, a ten foot net. Yeah, so that's a big at home project that I'm working
0: on. A that sounds awesome. B, when you said launch monitor, uh, I, the first thing I thought of actually was some sort of device to measure how far a coworker can launch you from a golf cart.
1: Oh, well, that would be, you know, I would be interested to see the metrics on that. I would be interested to see what the the miles per hour that I traveled, you know, the degrees I turned on my axis, uh, all that data would be very interesting.
0: yeah. Yeah, it's interesting to think that you know that firsthand and it's because of Jessica.
1: <laughs> that's true. That's true. But that's all part of the the work golf outing. That's uh, all baked in.
2: Literally, no one told me you're not supposed to whip a golf cart while you have the pedal on the gas. That is true. If you guys would have told me not to do that, that's fire would have not flown that's out true. the golf cart.
1: I'm actually happy that we got it out of the way early. The fact <laughs> that it happened after the first hole, I was like, okay, at least we got it out. At least it happened
0: now. Yeah, that's true. There is something to be said for, like, getting the hazard uh, out of the way.
1: Yeah. I was like, all right, cool. All right. By the way, you know, don't whip the wheel
0: and, and gun it. But, hey, it's great. Were you listening to Bad Bunny when you did that, Jess?
2: Actually, I was not at the time. But then towards like the end of the, the golf outing, um, FIRE let me take the aux cord on the speaker. And I was completely blasting bad Bunny to a bunch of people who don't speak Spanish. And it was great. Wow. Just like looking just the way that they looked at me. And I'm just like in the golf cart whipping it still. But this time it was empty. It was just me. You know, I was the only one putting into hazards in that time.
0: So FIRE's got the cool golf simulator uh, project at home, which sounds awesome. Jess, how are you uh, planning on celebrating ending the school year?
2: I'm so excited to get my rock climbing membership. Like I've been so busy with the school year and like wrapping up and stuff that I haven't had time to go since like basically spring break. I went like once two weeks ago, but still like since spring break, I have not had time to go rock climbing. So I'm excited to get like a summer one because they can give you three months subscription, blah, blah, blah to go to the rock climbing place. And I'm so geeked because then I'm going to actually get my belaying certification so I can actually do the big girl walls.
0: Wow. Are you ever going to graduate to doing like in-person Mother Nature 127 hours type stuff where you're climbing like an actual rock wall?
2: Probably not. It would be really cool if I did. Like, I feel like that would be so awesome, but I don't know why that's something like that still scares me, especially since, I don't know, I feel like I'm very accident prone as you guys have heard and seen at work. So I feel like I wouldn't make it <laughs> if I actually went not climbing outdoors.
0: I suppose the, the woman that launched uh, her colleague from a golf cart shouldn't free solo. <laughs> Yeah, That'd be I'm incredible.
1: Good. That'd be great, though. You should go for it. You know, who knows? Maybe we'll. Maybe we. It's just what you need.
0: Would you rock climb fire
1: with Jessica? No, I oh. got no. no, no way. <laughs> I no. just meant in general. I
0: wouldn't rock climb with Jessica either. No, no. Uh. Uh-uh.
2: I've taught people how to rock climb, guys. Like I'm. I can be a a coach.
0: So you guys have like these cool summer projects. Fires building a a golf simulator. Jessica's rock climbing and um, my celebration was just retail therapy it, this was like my smoke em if you got a moment I don't know as the world seems to be collapsing uh, I just bought an iPad uh, <laughs> so that, that was my celebration as I, I sat actually it was um, Jessica was the final straw that got me to buy it because I was sitting I was literally I have a problem with uh, buying things I want I, I like sit there and I stew over it for months and I was sitting uh, it was a hot night I was literally sitting in my pajamas on my couch right there sweating giving myself a headache staring at the, sh- the shopping cart on apple.com. <laughs> um, and, and just getting like angrier and more stressed out because for some reason it's hard for me to do nice things for myself. And I had swore during the workday that I was gonna buy it. And Jessica texted our teach Forex x group chat, hey, Eric, how's the iPad? And then I felt like I betrayed someone because I had <laughs> said that I was gonna purchase it, but I didn't. And so then I, I clicked add to cart and then I had to like take a walk around my yard to cool down from the stress of making a big purchase like that.
2: My iPad has changed my life and I hope that your iPad does the same.
0: That's what a beautiful commercial for Apple. Tim Cook, (laughs) Tim Cook is sitting there like, "Oh, hell yeah, thanks, Teach4X."
1: Well, hello everybody, and good evening, and happy June. We are in the second week of June. Uh, hello, I'm Scott Firerising, and this is the Teach Forex Network. We are a professional development service, digital services focused on our four pillars of teaching, technology, curriculum, community, and leadership. Uh, with us always is Mr. Eric Johnson. Eric, how are you doing in June?
0: I am. Excellent, Scott. Uh, You know, we were talking before the show. It's kind of strange. I feel this feels like summer already. It's not. Our grades were due a few days ago. We've had class since. So uh, we're sort of in a holding pattern, waiting to hit the runway. And then uh, some of us are attending. I have a few meetings that I'll be attending immediately after school uh, ends. So even though the the end is very near, it still feels a little bit far off. So I'm just kind of in in a strange state. I, I don't really know how to feel. You know, we were we're also talking about how the, the end of the year sort of fizzles out for us. There's not a big uh climax to it. It just sort of peters off as students trickle away and, and we wrap up. So I'm just kind of feeling strange. I, I feel like I'm in purgatory a little bit, like I'm in an episode of Lost or something.
1: Yeah, you are not the only one. I have, uh I've always felt uh, an end of year fizzle, but um uh when I think of fizzle, I don't think of, jessica well actually. so jessica what's going on
2: yeah i am excited for the end of the school year you know there's a bunch of stuff coming up in the summer that i'm excited to look forward to what i'm not looking forward to is this heat wave that we're about to get like it's yeah. supposed to be like 116 on tuesday yeah. it's supposed to feel like that and i'm like i i don't do well even though i have nice beautiful mocha brown skin it does not do well in that type of heat
1: oh huh. so, interesting <laughs> interesting i could see you are you gonna have like an umbrella i could see you with an umbrella
0: walking around the streets. yeah i'll be covered.
2: completely uh i'll yeah. have like an umbrella i'll have like a little mist spray a little fan around me
0: that's gonna be fire in his chain link golf cube in the alley with there the, like, you the go. umbrella hat. right
1: right yeah and an umbrella hat next to the dumpster next to the <laughs> <laughs> next to the, someone's garbage can
0: uh wow I
2: what asked a- you guys to remember to wear sunscreen like please wear sunscreen
0: what about you, Scott Fireisen? What, uh, what's new by you? What's happening?
1: Uh, boy, I had a busy weekend. I was out of town with the fam. I uh, did some fishing this weekend for the first time in forever. I couldn't tell you the last time I fished. Couldn't tell you the last time I caught a fish. So that was fun. And uh, looking forward to finishing up the week and got a uh, have a busy summer lined up. I know that we have a, a lot of summer talks, so uh, that's about all I have going on there. Right on. So we're here at the end of the year and we are all considering how we uh, sharpened the saw over the summer. I love how, Eric, I love that phrase. I'm happy that you put that
0: in there. Yeah. I try to use that a lot yeah it seemed like a fire phrase I I really I, I got excited when that popped into my noggin
1: yeah there's so many you know I'm big in the metaphors you know and uh it doesn't uh you know we were talking about our consumerism our how we're how there are certain purchases that we're making you know even if you buy the the most beautiful most expensive uh saw after a while it isn't going to be performing well as it once was uh so I often think about that as uh my instruction, my curriculum, what I'm doing in the classroom. Even if it was great at one point, after a while, it needs to be uh, refreshed, re-updated, and that just needs to happen. As with any other maintenance of anything else that we have, uh, you know, you buy a brand new car, and if you don't maintain it, it's going to be a hunk of junk pretty soon. So I like to think about our educational techniques and strategies the same way. So today we're going to be talking about what we try to do over the summer to uh, sharpen the the educational saw, to add something to the toolkit.
0: What do you do, Scott? Well, and you got a new position, right? So you have like major Shaw sharpening that you you need to get done here.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I am the new uh, director of athletics, so that's exciting for uh, a school of over three thousand high school students. I get the pleasure of still teaching U.S. history twice a day, so that's great, and I'm really looking forward to uh, this new job, this new challenge. So I have a lot of stuff to learn this summer.
0: Yeah. What do you What do you have to prepare? for? For that, you know, I assume you'll do your usual prep for U.S. history. But how do you get ready for a new role like this? Uh, maybe in general, or or even over the summer.
1: Well, there's a lot of um, a lot of very generous, experienced people out there. So I have been beating the bush, trying to contact people who have some sort of experience or some sort of connection to me. So I've reached out to a colleague at a neighboring school that I pass by on the way to our school every day. So I had kind of a, an odd connection to them. So I reached out to them. I'm going to be checking out their facilities this summer. I'm going to be... Working a lot with the football team, I used to coach football and summer is a big time for football. So I want to provide that support to the football coaches. I felt like that was always uh, something really positive and really something that could build that community and camaraderie early on before the school year even begins. So I definitely want to do that. And I really just want to fine tune what my role will be, because uh, I think the more that I define my role, the less it can be defined by other people. Uh, And, you know, then I end up, uh, you know, in sub basement four running, uh, you know, in school suspension or something like that. You know, I don't want that.
0: Do you know in in this role, to what degree do you interact with the student athletes? Is that still mostly up to the coaches or do you swoop in if like a kid is being a goober or anything like that? Do you connect with the kids at all in this? Uh,
1: Yes. And I plan on, I plan on having an active role with the student athletes. A term that we hear a lot about in education is systems, right? Systems and structures. So what is a, uh, a system or structure that I could design that could support student athletes? You know, whether it be uh, some sort of routine check-ins with them or maybe popping in uh, to classrooms that they're struggling in or providing... I don't know. I don't know. But that's I know that that's the job. That's what needs to happen. So uh, I got to figure out how to do that.
0: Jess, do you think, is there a role similar to this at the school that you would consider taking on that it, would you ever take a reduced schedule and, and take on some other like big kid responsibility like what fire's done
2: yeah i probably would i feel like it'd have to be like i i really so recently our um department has gotten some new classes and these new classes need curriculum so we've i've been taking on some extra curriculum uh, planning dates and stuff like that like extra planning times paid obviously um so i've been taking some of those extra and i had a lot of fun with it like I feel like it's very been challenging and kind of um, something that I've really enjoyed doing so if I it's offered some like kind of curricular curriculum instruction coach or like creator or something like that I would probably take it or something to do with the bilingual department so I am also one of the bilingual teachers so I think it'd be cool to would be like maybe like a bilingual coordinator or something like that so I think I would take something like that yeah what about you
0: uh, yeah, I mean, I think a reduced schedule would be cool. <laughs> I'd, I'd take on a lot of roles to teach a, a couple less classes. But man, I don't know, you know, is is I, I was preparing to ask the question, I'm like, what the hell would I do? I don't like curriculum planning. I hate curriculum planning. I hate lesson planning. Uh, I, I really like to have stuff given to me and then to modify it, but starting from zero drives me nuts. So like watching you guys stay after to plan, I understand you're getting paid and it looks like you have some fun while you do it, but that's like hell on earth to me. Um, I have to sprint past as you guys are prepping in the copy room to do that stuff because I, I don't enjoy that. You know, I think for me, and, and this is something I'll talk a little bit about when we talk about, uh when I talk about how, how I plan to sharpen the saw, I'd love to be some sort of like, and this isn't a role that exists at schools, but like teacher productivity consultant. You know, I think um, us teachers sometimes really get bogged down in our own world of education and don't have a chance to look at literature not related to teaching practice. And that's something I am really into is like personal self-help type books, improving productivity systems, how we manage our day. And I would love to be like a consultant at schools to help teachers survive the year, get through the day, almost like some sort of mentor role. I I think that would be really cool.
2: Yeah, that does sound like it would suit you too. I feel like I think I'm organized, but then I look at your organization. I'm like, man, that guy's got me beat.
0: Yeah, it's to beat back crippling anxiety, right? The more to do lists I can make, uh, the less chance I have of having a panic attack on the expressway and like veering off into, uh, you know, those cool like barrels full of sand that they put so the teacher having a panic attack doesn't bisect their vehicle. <laughs> that, oh that's God. you know, so the the quality of my to do list is directly proportionate to be not crashing into into uh sandbags on the expressway i think
1: well i look at both you and i see how organized you are and i realize i'm not
0: organized that's interesting fire you don't strike me as disorganized when I, you look around the office your desk is not one of the scary ones to me
1: yeah i don't think it's disorganized but i i just feel like there's there's another tier you know sure. you and you and just are, are in another tier of organization
0: yeah, there's certainly some uh, teachers in our department that are stellar teachers, but uh, their desks give me the shakes when I look at them. And I actually, one of our colleagues once walked past my desk and said, Yo, your desk is too clean, and then spilled my papers across my desk um, and then kept walking. And I, I just about started crying. That was like yes. a, a crime. That was a Jeez. crime. I was meant with love. I don't think they realized how uh, brutal yeah. that would be to my psyche. But uh...
2: I unfortunately don't get to leave my desk very often during the summer because I work during the summer. So uh, during the summer, how I kind of like, I guess, stay sharp is because I usually pick up some extra summer work, right? I try to do uh, some things that I find fun. Like we do have a program um, that is for the incoming freshmen. So I deal with mostly freshmen. Most of my classes are freshmen classes. So we have a program that uh, helps us kind of mentor the incoming freshmen about the school, giving them a tour, giving them kind of uh SEL, to start the school year and just kind of community building. So when they get to our school, they are not completely frightened and scared. So I really, really like that program. This is going to be my third year doing it uh, because it's like the fun part of teaching. It's like you're being real with the kids. You're playing games. You guys are uh, having fun and making those connections. So like that's kind of how I sharpen the saw because I'm a very extroverted person. So like I recharge myself by being Social and like, I feel like this is my way of being social and getting paid and uh, not having to do all the uh, crushing lesson planning and grading stuff. So it's still fun for me and I enjoy it, but I do end up just kind of still sticking around at school.
0: What part of introducing the freshmen to the school over the summer is most significant?
2: I think one, the tour, because our school is literally a couple city blocks big. Uh, So uh, it's a huge school. So I think the tour really helps them feel a little less afraid and intimidated of the school. So when they get there, they're not completely thrown for a loop. Some of them still forget, but it's not as scary as it would be. I think like definitely just the community building because then like I still have kids who uh, I don't teach this year, who I haven't seen since freshman connections. They literally come up to me and like fist bump me and they're like hey miss H how are you doing like this and that you know so it's like really cool to see that those relationships that we built in like a week still like stay on the whole school year like I have this one kid who is in my class who literally anytime he sees me in the hallway anytime he sees me anywhere he goes up to me and just silently fist bump me and then he walks away and it's so cute I'm like wow I made a difference so that's the cool part I think
0: that's really nice. Yeah, I noticed that I did the the freshman stuff over the summer one year, and I, I felt that too. I thought it was really meaningful for the students to get a chance to meet their teachers in a low-stakes environment before school started, especially that first day, first week of school is so intense. And for them to roll up at school during the summer, and it kind of is like a day camp vibe, I, I think that's really cool. Fire, do you think a sophomore, sophomore connection, sophomore intervention, something for the sophomores over the summer, would that be beneficial or would that just be painful?
1: I, I don't know. I think that might be painful because it might be the same thing as the fresh, you know? It might be the same. I don't know how many more things you could do. It could happen, though. Well, because they are, it's the summer before they become sophomores
0: yeah right? it would be rising sophomores right
1: so rising sophomores so you might be able to catch them before they're really awful sophomores you know so you they it might have some you might be able to get them just in time so it might be okay but it would be tough you got to make sure that it's planned very different than whatever the freshman thing was otherwise they're all going to be miserable and, and like we did this last year we, why are we here again
0: yeah the difference in needs are significant.
1: Yeah, but I always say the sophomores are the ones that get lost in the the, the high school standard four-year shuffle, just in terms of the way the systems are, are organized. Uh, you know, seniors obviously get a lot of you know, graduation support and post-secondary support, and juniors get a lot because of SAT and they're starting to apply for college and freshmen. There's all sorts of freshmen on track support and freshman on track data, and then sophomore. Years just like you know get out there and be a better freshman right <laughs> and it just seems kind of like not uh yeah or like yeah uh, make sure you get your driver's permit you know so at the so at the time in their life when they're finally learning to drive and you know be out there and they could run someone over with a car we're not even we're not even engaged in their life
0: that's not good interesting so fire you're prepping for your new role Jess. you're working to sharpen the saw
1: yeah what are you doing johnson what um
0: Well, I start, um, I start every summer. I I use a strategy of time management called time blocking. Um, I find adapting to suddenly having a lot of free time awesome, but also a little bit overwhelming. You know, when you're, I I think for all of us during the school year, you get up early, you go to school, you teach, you get home, eat dinner. You have an hour or two of free time. If you're like Jess, you're going to the gym. So that's another hour gone. And then suddenly it's bedtime. You, You don't have a lot of time to sort of do what you want. But when summer rolls up, suddenly, uh, the vast quantities of time, it's, it's hard to ensure that you use those well. So I I do a strategy called time blocking where I basically, I like budget out my time. So I'll sit down at the start of a week and I'll go over the upcoming week and I'll schedule out my week on my calendar. And it's not a hard schedule. I'll adjust it or rearrange it, but I'll try to account for the hours that I have and the routines that I want to have over the summer. So that way I can make sure I'm using my time well and not just languishing on the couch. Cause I've done that summer before too. and, And I find the complete free time, nothing going on Nothing Planned Summer ends up not refreshing me, where if I manage to schedule in some time for for self-improvement, things like reading or working on projects or preparing for school, I find myself a lot more ready to go when school comes.
1: Sure. Because the the saw is sharpened You're not using some some rusty Old saw that's got Mildew all over it because it was laying And it's stuck in between the couch all summer
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, because I I spent It was a few summers ago, I spent one summer Entirely watching Netflix uh, Some Netflix show, The Last Kingdom About uh, like Normans and Saxons Battling Uhtred of Bevinbra It was like Netflix Game of Thrones, okay Like C-Netflix minus Game of Thrones I spent the entire summer laying on the couch watching that And my day was only broken up by me And when school started, I just had like no zest or verve for life. And and so I find when I actually take time to organize myself, and I I like to make a a, a lot of time to read self-help type books. And and Fire, I know you dig the same kind of stuff, right? It's like uh, all those business books, things like that kind of help you get organized or try to think of other ways to interact with coworkers, your job. I really like that stuff. I I don't like teacher books, but uh, self-help type books um, about improving things like time management or how you structure your life, that stuff I'm, I'm a huge fan.
1: Of. Uh, yeah i don't uh i don't like the teacher books either unless we come out with a book then because yes. our book will be different
0: our book won't be like the other books
1: you see yeah. you understand the difference people <laughs> get it <in. laughs>
0: i find i just find the teacher books often are like really precious do you feel that way i don't know i i feel like they're precious and they're written by people that have been out of the classroom for too long
2: yeah i could see that or they're very idealistic i feel like they make it seem like you have to be doing all of these things at once and, or, or else you're not that great of a teacher. And I'm like, uh, I get a little intimidated by teacher books.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The thing that bugs me about teacher books is, is that I'm just not that impressed, I guess. I don't, I don't know. (laughs) I like, okay, yeah, you did a good, like, that's great. But you know, this person that runs uh, some massive 50,000 employee company, like, yeah, they also have a lot of issues and problems that they deal with. And they seem to be, you know, excelling and being all right, too. So, you know, I think a lot of that, like you were saying, the positive work environment or, or the innovative side of, of education, which I like to focus on. uh, I like to read that more from, yeah, more of the, the Corporate self-help books, as you and I like to call them.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and it's interesting, you know, I find there's so much that can be learned and applied to teaching that's not explicitly about teaching. So I'm reading uh, right now, The Extended Mind by Annie Murphy Hall. It's sort of like a pop psychology book. And the the gist of it is basically there's a lot going on in the way that we interpret the world beyond just our brain, the way our body responds to things. So for example, the, the most recent chapter I was listening to while I was walking around the neighborhood was talking about how when we speak to people, oftentimes the gestures we make with our hands that are signaling or emphasizing what we say uh, start before we start speaking and they represent what we're going to say before we've begun saying it. So if someone's talking about like lowering something or tamping something down or decreasing something, often before we're at all ready to say the words lower or decrease, our hands are gesturing downward and uh, basically all these studies have shown that our gestures are communicating what we want to say before our brains and mouths are. It's wild. There's all this like cool stuff about communication and how we learn and memorize using our bodies in addition to our minds, hence the extended mind, that I find super applicable to the classroom. There's a lot of stuff about uh, movement and how movement helps people memorize using actors as a case study for the, the ease of memorization that comes from memorizing while a play is blocked versus memorizing while you're just standing in one place or sitting in a chair. And there's like all these implications from practice or, or for teacher practice but it's not a teacher book. So I, I don't know. I'm, I'm pretty stoked to, uh, as I time block my summer, make a lot of time to read stuff like this and try to bring cool, innovative practices back to school.
2: that's awesome. Yeah, that's why, uh,
1: yeah, we got to get you a, we need to get you a raise. Jeez. I'll
0: I'll take one. Yeah, it's really cool. Um, And then I I would love to talk as we sort of think about maybe wrapping up our day here. So we've got different methods to sharpen the saw. I want to hear from you all, because this is something I do struggle with as I time block and and measure out how I'm going to use my time. I'd love to hear how you guys plan. How do you fit planning into the summer? What is your planning for the school year look like?
2: Um, So, I usually wait until like closer to the start of the school year. I try not to do any like preliminary planning because I feel like I'm going to get burnt out or just not feel great about my summer and what I'm choosing to spend my time on. So, I usually wait till like the end and then maybe devote like a day or two of my own free time, which I know I shouldn't do, right? To kind of just think over like some skeleton plans of what I will kind of want to do this school year. And then once we actually start getting paid, That's when I really put in the time and the effort.
0: Wow. So you wait. So, like, you're saying, like, two days of planning, and then. When we get back, we have that first week of meetings. That's when the rubber hits the road and you go ham on, on getting ready.
2: Yep. I just, I also feel like I'm a very like plan as I go kind of teacher. Like I feel like I'm really good at planning. Like I know kind of, if I have like a skeleton outline of where I want to go with my students, um, my, my lessons, usually I can craft them kind of maybe the week or two before. So I kind of, as the school year is going, I'm like creating my materials and reusing stuff from last year and, you know, finding other cool stuff that I can use as resources on the internet but it doesn't really take me too much time now that i've kind of got a handle on it so i do kind of plan as i go so i try not to do too much in the summer
1: i uh i like to do the well you know i, I like the big the big talk right jess i like the big the big thinking so i like to do some big uh some big long-term thinking and planning as far as curriculum or instruction i will plan whenever the mood or motivation strikes and i will this will be part of Uh, a future topic that we're going to go more into is uh, our kind of opening year ritual but I will uh, as being a a US history teacher I love history so I will jam out on some like I will nerd out on on a history channel binge or like a history documentary binge or something like a PBS American experience and then get into something I just find that to be fun kind of um, the reason why I got into some of this in the first place, and just tap into that sense of um, civic duty and and work and producing something of value for the community.
0: So, fire. Would you say are you similar to Jess? Are you waiting for the school year to start to do some of the nitty gritty stuff, and it's more big picture, big idea stuff over the summer?
1: Not necessarily. Well, I mean, with this new role, I'm I've got uh, I got. A- probably too many big plans so i've gotta i've got to iron out some details and and make sure that the uh the base level things are being accomplished before we start trying to you know reinvent uh athletics in america but as far as teaching go i think it kind of it's kind of the same way where i'll have kind of more of the bigger uh ideas or try to come up with something really cool or really interesting over the summer when i have some free time to really think think, because then I think I have some more, I maybe it is unrealistic, but I kind of want to be unrealistic over the summer. I kind of want to think big and think of something wacky. And then, you know, if we could get to it, because I feel like that's the time to do it. I'm not going to, when we're in uh, February, I'm not going to want to, I barely want to. <laughs> yeah. So if I, if we can't think big over the summer, then we're, we're never going to do it. So I think that's the way that I kind of approach it.
0: I try not to plan too far ahead because sometimes schedules or programs change and I don't want to have done a bunch of planning for a class and then find out I'm not teaching the class because I've had that happen before and that can be very frustrating. Generally, my summer planning process looks like I I will, for each class I'm teaching, I'll draw out the first unit in very broad strokes. I'll write like the names of the lessons down and on some sort of calendar so I have an idea of, of where I'm going. But then the one thing I do complete is is a very detailed, fully completed first week for all my classes. And I'll either do that the week and a half or two weeks before we go back to school or I'll try to spread it out over the course of the summer. But I want to have by the time I walk into that first week of meetings that we have, the first week the slides for the first week, completely fully finished, ready to present to students as if it was, you know, that day that I had to teach. And then that first week of school, when we're in meetings, I'll make copies for that first week of school too. And and that's my biggest thing is I just want to have the very first week, which is always like SEL, syllabus, that kind of stuff. But I want to have that literally all completely ready. So the first five days of class, I can just enjoy teaching and getting to know students. And I don't have to think about anything else. I'm not fighting for the copy machine. I get to just roll up, teach, go home, roll up, teach, go home and adjust because sometimes I feel like coming back to school is kind of like being hit by a truck. You go from zero to 60 really fast.
1: Well, that's terrific. That's a great uh, a great way to set a good tone, a good standard for yourself as far as uh, kind of your own work pace and your own work life balance. Because that's the cool thing about about teaching is that if you get ahead of the game, you can start to just implement and enjoy the best of teaching. But if you you got to keep up with it. If you get behind, then it's miserable and it's sad and depressing. But that's why we have Jessica. So why don't you bring us home, Jessica, and finish things up for tonight's episode.
2: (laughs) All right. Thanks for listening, everyone. Once again, please rate and review us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. If you want to get in touch or ask us a question via Spotify, you can also do that or shoot us an email at teach4xcontact at gmail.com. Thank you, everyone.
1: All right, everybody. Have a wonderful evening. Enjoy your time and keep that saw sharp. See ya.
0: The music is "Bossa Antigua" by Kevin McLeod. You can find this at incompetech.filmmusic.io using the filmmusic.io standard license.